First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos and welcome, welcome back, back uh, to the Two Beers Podcast. Uh, I'm wanna, Jordan, here with wanna, Drew. Did you want to do right. it this week? What? I thought I was gonna. I thought I was. You're gonna do it, or I'm gonna do it. Uh, you can do what you want. You, you Welcome to back in? to the Two Beers Podcast. I'm Drew. Yeah. There's my host Jordan. Yeah. Pot of the everyman. Pot Let's of the everyman. Baby. Let's go, baby. There's an echo in here. Um, let's assume positions for the two brew salute. Three, two, one. Um, I'm not doing anything different from last week. Got this purple dinosaur, pseudo Sue from Toppling Goliath. Let's go. What you got? Uh, this thing literally, oh, uh, this thing literally just exploded all over the place on me. This is, <laughs> I, I just, 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 I just, like you I just exploded on that uh, intro there. Oh my God. I literally just gulped like probably half of this beer trying to avoid it from spilling on my, uh, <laughs> on my floor. That was wild. Uh, I'm rocking a toppling Goliath, obviously Imperial Golden Nugget Double IPA. Nice. Oh, this is this thing is this thing is sweet. This thing is this thing is sweet. Hey, so quick note: we're uh, we're recording Wednesday night this week. Um, Drew is uh, going on a little vacay with the wifey. They're getting, going down going down to Nashville. So getting ready to getting ready to clown in Nashtown. Yeah. So uh, as they as they say, coming at you a little bit early here this week, but uh, we're. And it works out with some of the topics we got going on. We uh, this works way, out great with the lull in, uh, yeah, the lull in sports, right, Drew? Oh yeah. Plus we got the we got some draft NBA draft news we're going to cover, so you'll be on top of that for tomorrow night if you're going to watch. Sweet, sweet. Oh, what a mess! This is like the opposite of Goof on Prime Night. A lot of cleanup. A lot of cleanup. All right. Um, first order of business. Um, we didn't really watch any boxing last week, and not really any this week coming up. Uh, there yeah. is some news though. Um, Plant Canelo. Partic- particularly, it seems as though uh, the unification at 168, Canelo versus Plant, has broken down. Hey, you know um, what? Give give yourself a pat on the back for getting that weight class right on the first try. I'm fucking proud of you. Oh, thanks, man. Bro, bro, two months ago, you would have thrown up all over yourself trying to get that. I'm proud of you. Good for you. <laughs> Do I get a cookie? Uh, yeah, sure. A chocolate chip? Um, oatmeal raisin? You look like an oatmeal raisin kind of loser. Oh, give me a... Come on. <laughs> now, now you're just insulting me. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah, boxing, so, boxing fans continue to not be able to have nice things. Can't have nice things. So... Uh, so Caleb Plant basically has come out and said like it's all Canelo's fault. Like we gave them everything they wanted, and now they his 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 interview was great. Did you read all of Coppinger's uh, article? No, no. I, I just I just read all of Caleb Plant's tweets saying like we gave him this, we gave him everything, we gave him everything. And oh, oh, I didn't I didn't realize he actually tweeted about it. I th- I thought so. Maybe, oh. maybe I was reading quotes that from Coppinger's. It was yeah. basically it was basically like uh, they wanted a rematch. We're like cool. Like let's let's rumble. It was like. 
they wanted 40 million we're getting 10 it's like okay we're ready to get in the ring it was like all right well uh i want you know i want my name on the top of the arena and yours on the bottom he's like cool let's just do it and it was really funny when he, <laughs> i mean assuming this is how it went down it was just it actually kind of makes me like caleb plan even i guess it's kind of like you like yeah, Matt Rowley, dude. yeah i just like his even if he's making it up i just the way he was <laughs> just the way he was saying it like all right cool let's go man let's do this um so yeah, I'll be curious to see um, what what really happens with this. Um, somebody brought up a good point that uh, drug tests haven't even happened yet, which I don't know if that was like a shot at Canelo because he failed a drug test or the uh, uh, what do you call it the uh, enhancer. What am I what am I trying to say? I don't think it was ste- <laughs> it was a steroids, steroids, but I don't think he tested positive for steroids. It was some type of uh, enhancer drug or some nonsense, but. Either way, PED? it might have been just PEDs, yeah. Um, Whatever. And it, or, yeah, um, yeah. Um, but that was something I saw. I uh, the, It seems like the biggest the biggest hurdle potentially was um, he, he – <laughs> there, there was a clause where he was like, if, if Canelo gets hurt, Plant has to wait to fight him. But if Plant gets hurt, then PBC has to give Canelo – a replacement for that date and for the same money. So I think that might have been where it was kind of the last thing where they were like, "All right, yeah, we're we need to we need to just take a break from the, these these talks." Um, you know what else I was thinking, Drew? What were you thinking? Second fight in a row now, where there's some kind of contention with Canelo over the contract. Remember the whole ring size thing? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm starting to wonder, like, okay, like, is it? Canelo, or is it these other guys? And so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to again. We're not in the negotiations, so we don't see. I mean, things things started out a little slow because PBC wanted to. They wanted Canelo for a three fight deal, and that was kind of like, nah, I'm 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 a free agent. I'm not doing that. So it's it's that now maybe Canelo is trying to throw his weight around a little bit to you know show them that hey that's cool you're PBC but guess what I'm friggin' Canelo Alvarez, um yeah I I guess at this point I, I don't know how they get it done I guess because we're I don't I don't know what they're because Canelo's fighting on that date like they have that date in his contract so I I I don't I don't even know who's gonna take that fight like I guess he's gonna fight another. I, maybe another slouch, just another mandatory to get the payday, and and then move on to another fight. Like, can you see? I don't see. I don't see better Biv or Bivol taking a fight with him on like four no, weeks no on no, no, on no. like four on four weeks notice. Like, I mean, you know, I not that not that you know not the King Artur would be afraid of Canelo, but it's like give me the biggest fight of your career like you know and you're gonna only have four weeks to prepare for it that's you know that's just asking a lot of some of these guys um yeah so hopefully in the next couple of days maybe they can maybe they can get back in the room and whatever you know whoever whoever's doing what they can uh they can shake their dicks and end the pissing contest um because it's a fight, like I said, it's a, it's, yeah, I think it's. What the, movie was that recently where they thought they thought a dick measuring contest was to see who could measure the most dicks? I don't even know. Is that a thing? Was that? Yeah, what was movie? that? Was that part of the Silicon Valley? The uh, middle out? It could have been it. Uh, could have been Silicon <laughs> I just, Valley. Yeah. I just, I just stole the quote from the other guys with uh, Michael Keaton. Shake yeah, your, it was. Shake your disc. This pick piss contest is over. 
Yeah, it was um, it it was it was that because then Russ Hanneman came over and was like, "Oh, he's gonna measure so many dicks." <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, keeping keeping it alive. <clears throat> anyway, um, are, what other fight announcements are there? Uh, we got a couple, couple, couple good ones here uh, with some potential dates. We missed this last week when we were sitting there like, wasn't there another fight? No, there had to be another fight. Um, Oscar uh, Valdez and your boy Caseso. Conseso. Conseso. Uh, that's slated, I believe, for September 10th. Of course, the one that wasn't in the screenshot that I sent. Um, that's but, the one where everybody was pissed that um, Valdez didn't go fight um, Herring or um, or Shakur. Or Shakur, yeah, yeah. I think and, it's a- and then they announced Conseso, and I was like, "Sweet, that's going to be a great fight." Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Boo." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> It seems like uh, early October, Joe Smith is going to fight uh, Salomov um, somewhere somewhere in New York. Uh, November 13th. These, now, these are all preliminary dates. November 13th, uh, Jamel Herring, Stevenson, which that's going to be awesome. We may need to go to that if it's if it's local. Yeah. Uh, November Agreed. 20th or 27th, Josh Taylor is going to defend against uh, Catterall in the U.K., uh, homecoming for the undisputed champ at 140. This is the Carroll was the mandatory and stepped aside so that Taylor and Ramirez could uh, could fight for undisputed. So I'm glad he's getting a shot. Uh, uh, sometime in November that is when they would slate Crawford Porter. This is an this is an interesting one. December they have slated Loma on Heisman weekend. But then Tiafimo in September versus Cambosis. If the Triller, whatever the hell that's gonna, whatever that nonsense is, if Triller, if Triller, if they, you know, if the courts rule that Triller is in breach of its contract or whatever's going on with them, um, then Top Rank said they'll take the, they'll take the fight if Matchroom doesn't um, still want to, because I think Matchroom came in second for the uh, the purse bid. With like three and a half million dollars, and then it was top rank. So one of those two guys will have the next say if they want the fight. So a couple, a couple big fights there um, coming up. We're gonna have a pretty loaded fall, it seems like. Um, yeah, seriously. Not to mention somewhere in there we're gonna have Fury Wilder three, and we talked about already last week. We got Joshua versus uh, Alexander Usyk on September twenty fifth. Which would be pretty big, awesome. Big end of Q3 in, into Q4. Gonna, yeah, man. Going to be I'm, a lot of bi- biggies. I'm excited. Same way we started the year. Yeah, I really did. Really tied the room together. Um, <laughs> sweet. All right. Um, so no no real boxing this week. Um, yeah. NBA draft, though, is coming up. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow night, ESPN so, in, um, in Brooklyn. You know, I'll just say that um, this is this is going to be a little bit your baby. I uh, I look at these mock drafts for the NBA, and it seems like every year I'm just like, I I just don't get it. Like why? Like why? <laughs> like why do they have the things the way they have them? So, um, you know, what 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 have you been seeing, Drew? That's been jumping out at you. Yeah. How do you how, like what what are your big storylines going in? I mean, my my biggest thing for the draft is you know. There's, I think Kate Cunningham is going to be the hands-down consensus number one pick. Whether Detroit takes him, Cade's out of Oklahoma State, 6'8", point guard, two guard. Um, that's the question. Is Detroit going to trade out? Uh, Houston, 
Houston wants to get in there and take him. Oklahoma City offered six and my boy Shea Gildress Alexander uh, for the number one pick, and Detroit turned that down. I just I'm so high on the Shea Gildress Alexander fan club. I think Oklahoma City's out of their mind to do that. Um, so that's it's really that, that's really the only mystery at number one. Like who does who ends up taking Cade Cunningham? Other than that, I mean, it's you know you have Jalen Green who played in the G League this year, six six shooting guard. He's had he's had some comparisons to you know a young Kobe, which is kind of ridiculous. Now that's like mm. a new thing. <laughs> that's uh that's like a new thing. Um, Evan Mobley, the seven foot center out of USC, he's got a lot of Chris Bosh comparisons. Uh, that's the guy I like, uh, Mobley. Out yeah, of you USC. are big on him. Yeah. Um, and then we have my boy, Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga, six four point guard. I I just I love that kid. Um. It might be because he just looks like Brandon Roy and plays like him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Roy is one of my top ten favorite players, like to watch, like to have, like to watch of all time. I just love that guy. I mean, those are the those are the big four. I, I don't think you're gonna get much shake up there in that order. The guy that's flying up the charts and has been for the last two weeks is Biggie Soan. Uh, James Booknight out, Book out of UConn, yeah, six five. Like he's not, he's not huge. Um, he, you know, we watch. I mean, we watched him twice, right? Because he, no, I think he only he played was one. In, of, he was injured. Yeah, he played the one. one of he, them. Yeah, he played the one game against Seton Hall. Um, he may have know, been injured both. Quite honestly, I don't. I don't remember. I think he played the. I think he played the one, but he was hampered a little okay. bit. Yeah, I mean, he's got a really good. I think he's got a really good first step. I think he can attack the basket. The jump shot wasn't consistent this season, but again, he missed you know he missed like nine games with injury, and then UConn um, with COVID they missed games, so it's kind of hard to get into the flow to read him. But teams, he's he's the jump shots looked really good in the workouts, and they you know he's been interviewing really well. I think, and if I'm speaking out of turn, I apologize, but I think there was some noise around he may have inadvertently stolen a car. <laughs> That belonged to like a girlfriend's dad or something. I hate, I hate when that happens. I yeah right. Uh, guy just he just misplaced his keys. Um, <laughs> you know sometimes uh, you, you you never watched Mad Men right? No. Uh, sometimes a guy just parks in the wrong garage. Uh, one day you'll watch it and you'll laugh at that quote. Um, but yeah, he's so he that's the guy. He's the interesting to see where he lands and does he move into the top four at all for me um right now they got oklahoma city taking him at six in a lot of the mock drafts um so those those are the big names some guys that have fallen out of uh favor uh moses moody out of arkansas has lost a little luster um what's the other guy oh and then jonathan kaminga who was another geely guy who people were really high on to start the year uh he's really dropped off because now the people have watched tape on him it's like he really makes a lot of a lot more negative plays than positive plays. Yeah, but those well, are the. You I know mean, what? those. Oh, I God. wanted to say this too, Drew. Um, good point because as I was kind of reading over some of this stuff, um, this is the first year where like some high school guys didn't go to college and they actually went straight to the G, G League and yep. got paid by the G League. So mm-hmm. there's a couple guys in the lottery that. Um, didn't go to school. They just came out of the G League. So yeah. it's, we- it's weird to see somebody drafted out of the G League. Um, yep. Usually they get drafted, then go to the G League. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, here, so 
Here's teams for me that need they they just need to have good drafts tomorrow. And to me, this isn't like a deep draft. I heard Wojn, or Adrian Wojnarowski say like this is a tough draft to get in the top ten. I don't know why. Like to me, it's four or five guys, and I don't really think that any of them. Maybe one or two of them might be like future all stars. I think the other guys are more going to be like your third or fourth best player, but like good players. You know what I mean? Like yeah, guys yeah. that are going to contribute, but like not game changers. Um, the Pistons have to get this right. They, the Pistons have basically been irrelevant since, you know, they traded Chauncey Billups for Allen Iverson back in 2009. Uh, you know, they made the playoffs a couple of times with an under 500 record when they had Drummond, KCP. And then, you know, they might have made maybe won a first round series a couple of years back. And then Blake Griffin, I think, like dislocated his knee and played, played on it for four games until they eventually got swept. Uh, they got to get this right. I mean, they just gave big deals to Jeremy Grant, who is a nice little player. If he's your first or second best player, that's just not doing anything. Yeah. And uh, and then Plumlee. Mason Plumlee. Mason Plumlee, who, who got a nice little player. But yeah. If he's your first or second best player, yeah, that's you're, just not you're doing stuck. anything. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck. Uh, I I think they hit a home run. Uh, my When we did our podcast on the NBA draft last year, uh Sadiq Bay out of Villanova, I said was going to be a sleeper. He was going way too late in the drafts. He should have been a top ten pick. Uh, he had a really good rookie season, so I think Detroit hit a home run there. So they got to hit a home run here. I would say this for them: if they if they don't see a huge difference between Cunningham and Green, I would I would trade out, get two a two of the first round picks from Houston. Get I would I would tell Houston. I want your pick. We're going to swap picks this year. You're going to give me your pick next year, your first round pick, unprotected. This protected bullshit's got to stop. Unprotected next year, and then take one or two, maybe one or two of Brooklyn's picks that they are getting in that they got in the James Harden trade. That's what I would do if I was Detroit. If if, if Houston says we're not doing that, then just take Kate Cunningham. I think there's too many. I think Cunningham will probably when you. I think he's going to be more of a winning player than Jalen Green's going to be. Jalen Green might just be the guy that averages like 23 points a game for his career, like a Zach Levine up up to now. Yeah. So to me, they have to they have to get it right. <laughs> the Cavaliers need to they need to get a good player at three, and I think Mobley's probably the guy they're going to take, which I think is good. I think his shooting um, and versatility, you can play him next to Jared Allen if they decide to um, keep Jared Allen. That, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I hope he's not another Jared Allen. I hope he's like a little bit more. No, Jared, Jared Allen could never do the things offensively that you can see Mobley do. Um, uh, yeah, I know. Well, at least he did. Put it this way. At least he did him in college. Yeah, in college. Yeah. And, and Mobley. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Mobley, I'm pretty sure the – the main the main comps you keep hearing for Mobley is uh, is Chris Bosh, which people forget about how good Chris Bosh was because uh, you know I think oh. more honestly and maybe I'm out of out of turn here, but I kind of think of like like a Marcus Camby kind of thing. Camby, yeah, I've seen I've seen Pal Gasol thrown out there a little bit because um, of the way he can knock down some jumpers. Yeah, uh, but they got to get it right. Like the the Sexton situation, like is going to be a mess. They're going to trade him. They're not going to get. You know they're not going to get top value for him, um, so it's really you got to start really building around Garland, 
Allen and whoever you know, whoever you come out of this draft with, they just they need to get a, a really good guy. And they, of course, in typical Cleveland fashion, they they lucked into the three. I forget where they were supposed to be, but they jumped into the top three as they somehow always tend to do. Um, so I think there it's important. And Orlando, Orlando's got five and eight. I mean, the running joke that I have with a bunch of our other buddies and some NBA group chats, like. If you wanna if you wanna fleece a team or just send somebody to basketball purgatory, just send them to Orlando or Sacramento. I mean, they've drafted like a power forward or center every year for the last like seven years, and like none of them are good and panned out. Between Aaron Gordon, between um, Obamba, uh, the kid out of Florida State who I continue to forget his name because I don't even know if he's even played twenty games in the NBA at this point. You remember who that was? The no, kid out of Florida State a couple oh God, I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot. I can't believe I'm forgetting this right now. Um any hoodles. Uh but yeah, he was like a seven foot rangy guy. But yeah, I mean he's barely he's barely even played. So they they need to get two they got two picks here. They need to get good players here that can contribute or try to trade up with Toronto or Cleveland um to get to get somebody somebody or even Houston to get somebody to get somebody good here. Um those are the teams to me that need to have – they just need to have good, solid drafts. I think two teams to look at um, – two two teams that need to – I'm trying to think how to say this. They, they need to use the draft to get some depth because of future trades that may or may not happen. Was it Jonathan Isaac? Jonathan or- Isaac, yes, 100%. Jonathan Isaac, good call. Um, that's That's why you're the best in the business, my man. Um, yeah. Nobody, nobody works his fingers on a keyboard like you. I think that the Sixers and the Nets need to get some good draft, some good draft picks here. And they're, I mean, they're going to be picking in the twenties. But these are two teams. The Nets obviously are going to have they they're going to extend the big three this offseason, I think. So money's going to be tight. It's going to be vet minimum guys. I think they need to whatever, however many draft picks they have. I think they need to you know, get quality players for each one to get depth and to fill roster spots. You know, the the health of their big three guys is going to be key to them ever winning anything. So like, you, you know, you have to be careful when you pick up these vet minimum guys, if they have injury history, like I, my buddy uh, Lacey was telling me they're looking at potentially getting justice Winslow. Well, like to me, it's like, so you're going to invest money in a guy who's hasn't stayed healthy his entire career. Yeah. Like, why right. Why are you going to, you know, and I, and I, I love Justice. I thought he was going to be the best player out of that draft, um, potentially. And I mean, he's played probably 85, a hundred games in the NBA and he's been in the league for four or five years now. That makes no sense. And the Sixers either, whether they trade, you know, the Simmons trade's going to happen. This, this is a fucking nightmare right now. Uh, they can't even get in contact with him, which just, just shows why he needs to go. And I, what a clown I look like for defending him for so many years. But we're not going to make. You were the win. chosen one. Oh, that's oh god! You I wish to I bring balance to the post. I wish it. we got we got to pay somebody to be able to use the app to put our heads on bodies and like put my head on Obi Wan and then Simmons on uh, on Anakin there. But <laughs> but anyway, I think they're I mean they're going to move him, but they're going to make you know I, I think they're going to go all in for Lillard. That it just depends on whether or not Portland is willing to part with him. I don't think they will. Um, or they're going to make, I, I think they're, I think they offer the best package for Bradley Beal. If the wizards decide they want to move Bradley Beal, because I don't think Boston, Boston doesn't want to get rid of Jalen green or any of their guy or Jalen Brown. 
Um, say what? Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got the Jalen's in the draft board. But, like, they don't want to get rid of their guys. The team I'm going to talk about next uh, doesn't want to give up its best young asset in a trade. So, like, to me, the Sixers would have the best package because Simmons is under contract for four years. I, I mean, he's controlled. Like, there's no – I know players can force their way out now because that's, like, the cool thing to do. Um, but – they own him for four years, so his rights. So they can even then use him in another trade. And, like, Simmons has no leverage. So, like, the Sixers could offer Simmons, which no other team that's going to be in the Bradley Beal sweepstakes can offer a player of of Simmons' caliber. Forget the, the late game stuff and the shooting. The guy's still an all-NBA player, all-defensive player, and does a lot of things that nobody else can offer. Plus, they have draft picks, and they have some young guys they can package for Beal. So... I think it's key that they have to get so they have to get some some players in this draft for depth, uh, and then the Warriors are the team a big team to watch because they're in this. We talked about it yesterday, and you kind of laughed as to why are they in this middle ground. But like they've got seven and fourteen, um, you know, they have to make a decision of what they're going to do. Are they going to draft try to draft guys there to build depth, or are they going to try to package those picks to get guys to make their team more formidable? Because they're rolling to me, and you're you know you made a very great point. It's like, well, why can't they just win and compete with with Clay, Curry, and Draymond, and Wiseman? Like what Wiseman developed. And my point yeah, is, yeah, that, that was my thing. Is yeah, okay. So they they just drafted Wiseman, who they refused to trade because apparently he's a really good player. I mean, Draymond's still the same guy. He you know he's he passing has up, his own passing issues, up, passing up wide open layups, passing up wide open layups <laughs> to kick it out. Um, Clay Thompson's question mark with the injury, and then Curry, who showed that, uh, you know, I was wondering, can he be an MVP caliber player on his lonesome? And he proved that he could be. So yeah. you have an MVP caliber player, an all-time great. Clay Thompson coming off an injury, we don't know who's how good he'll be. A really good young guy who they don't want to trade. A veteran Draymond, and two of these top picks. I'm like, why don't they just draft these guys? And, sur- and and mold them into what they got. Like they're not far off from being a really good team. Like yeah. why 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 like trade depth for some like a single player who may or may not fit in their system, and then who again with injuries or anything else like if you got to pay a top player like just build the team, and then when a top player becomes available on the cheap at the deadline, then yeah. go get that guy. Like, you know what I like, Yeah, I think, and again, I think, and I, I said it, we talked about it yesterday, I think there's just such a question mark over Clay Thompson. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get from Clay. The guy's played basketball in two years, and we've seen that Draymond, he is what he is now, like this whole, like, thing where he won't shoot. Right. Like, he, you know, like, I mean, it's not to the extreme of Simmons, but, like, it's pretty close. <laughs> It's getting where, there. Yeah, it exactly. Rapidly yeah. getting there. Getting there. Yeah, like uh, he's not afraid to shoot a jump shot, but like if 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 he's got to go to the lane and shoot a layup, he'd rather just throw the ball out and pull, do some wild shit. So yeah, that was absurd in the in the Olympics the other last day night. Yeah, that. we'll get there. Um, yeah, so I think I think I think those are I think those are the kind of stories we're looking at. And listen, if if teams if people are like, well, what do the Sixers think they can get for Simmons? They are, it, it was reported that they offered Toronto Simmons for Lowry, Van Vliet, OG Ogunaba. I butchered that name and um, the number four pick. And I, Toronto said, yeah, that's way too much. Which maybe it is, but that's that's what the Sixers want for Ben. They're they're looking for a veteran player. Two two good role players and a draft pick. Um, 
Did you ever hear of that movie, Ben, the Michael Jackson movie? No, I haven't. Oh, it's about uh, his his best friend who was a rat. <laughs> and the, the the title song, Ben. No. Ben. <laughs> anyway. Are you making that up like hyperglyphic, or is that a real thing? This is a real thing? We'll just, the, the world will just have to Google it and find oh, out. Oh, God. Um, listen, I, and I, yeah, as a Sixers guy, if I if I could have – forget OG. If you would have told me that I was coming – if I'm going to walk away with Van Vliet and Jalen Suggs uh, and move on from Simmons, I'm hard. Like, I, love, I like Van Vliet. I think he's a really good backup point guard. I don't like his contract, but that's the NBA today. Um, but he's a really good NBA player. Uh, great backup point guard and a guy who's not afraid to play in big spots. Shocker, a four-year college guy, not afraid to play in big moments. Um, and then Suggs, dude, you know Suggs is my guy. Like if I if I could if I could get those two guys, and then if I get Lowry as well as just you know whatever, like he'll, he'll be here a year or two as a vet guy. Like to me, that's a that'd be awesome if the Sixers can somehow massage Toronto, and I don't have to give up Thibel and Maxi there. I'm all in. Sign me up. Nice. So, those are I mean, some guys. Just some other guy. Like I really like Davian um, Mitchell at a at a Baylor. I like all the Baylor guys. They're yeah, just, I like all the Baylor guys. Too, they're just yeah. athletic. They're just like tough, athletic guys that are going to defend. And you know, I think I think you need some of those guys. Like those are guys that help you win championships. And they were they were. I mean, I don't know if it was just that particular hot streak, but man, they were shooting the ball too. I mean, yeah. like he's small. That's the only problem with him. He's only six one. So that's that's a little you know a little concerning. Um, but I do like him um, a lot. Two guys, and we talked about it yesterday. Two guys that I just—it just shocks me that they're not in these mock drafts. Is I, you know, Sandro, however you say it, Lee. at a Seton Hall, and we're not even being Seton Hall homers. He's six eleven, super athletic, can shoot the basketball, can handle the basketball. And can rebound and can block Pass. shots. Yeah, like he's just he's ba- he's he's basically a lighter version of Lamar Odom, in my opinion. Like when I had a, if I had to compare him to somebody in the NBA, I'd say yeah, he kind of does what Lamar Odom does. Like, see, I would say more like, uh, you know, like um, like a Marcus Saul. Like I would say, oh like, no, what, no way. But like so, Mark Marcus Saul can't. No, he's yeah, no, that's not a good. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm thinking like. I, I, like one of those European guys who could like who could like actually move and dribble. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say Odom. I mean, um, why? I, I, why? What? What? You, what, say, what, you what, said what? a lighter Odom. Like he's not like he's not as he's not as built as as like oh, Odom when he even came in. I he think, still I think had, Odom had some, is skinnier than than my. I don't know. Really. I think I think I think Odom had some good muscle to him when he came in at a at a at a Rhode Island. Odom was but. a rail coming out of Rhode Island. I, I don't even see where that where that even applies. I don't know, but, but the skill. I, I think the skill sets are very similar between those two guys. I was gonna, I, I was originally going to say like Yusuf. Uh, 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 Nurkic or uh, the kazoo for Portland. Uh, what's whatever his name is. Nur- I yeah, I don't see that. Nur- he, those those guys, it. those guys played more down low than. than yeah, I was gonna say these. I mean, those yeah. are like post guys who really can't run the floor and like dribble, like handle the basketball. Like my, that's why I like I t- I say Odom because like Odom could get the rebound, dribble the ball out, lead the break, pass it, 
go in and finish yeah. around the basket. Like that's why that's what I'm saying from like Odom's game. But too much on Mamba. Their 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 body types are not. And he's six eleven, but... and like he's six eleven. So it's yeah, like that's it's... like that's like the NBA. Like they want stretch bigs and things like, like a that. Proje- but he's like projectable. Like he has skills and like oh like w- let's get him in our facilities and work with him and like he it's it's a very projectable thing. And then the other one who I I keep bringing up Drew and I think this is who you're gonna say next is Luca Garza. At, uh, maybe yeah. weren't. Yeah, six oh, yeah. eleven yeah. player of the year. He'd shoot. He could pass. Like, I, I, like now he's heavier than yeah. than like Mamu, and he's he's not as as quick. But like he now Luca Garza is more like a like a Nurkic. But um, yeah. But dude, he's or, or he's I'll six, even I'll even I'll even give you Mark Marcus for that too. Yeah, I mean he's player of the year in college. Six eleven. Yeah. Like what? And like and he, what, and, and he could shoot the ball. And the like, knock on him is obviously is he is he going to be what he is he able to move laterally to defend in the NBA on pick and rolls? But like, I mean, I, we just saw Bobby Port. I mean, Bobby Portis isn't some world beater defender. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you don't have to. I, Isaiah Thomas was on was part of the number one defense in the NBA for a season. Like, that's all I need to know. Like, you don't have to be a lockdown defender. And to me, like, there's teams, like, instead of drafting these stupid, and that's, I shouldn't say stupid, but instead of drafting these, like, you know, these these EuroLeague guys that you're just going to draft and stash for years, like, these are, guys, these are guys that, like, have been in big spots, played in big games in college. They, they can help you win basketball games. Like, like I, the guy that my Garza mind. was kicking it out to is pro- and was shooting the shots is projected to get drafted and i'm like <laughs> yeah it's, he, it's it's crazy the guy was open because this guy was drawing all the defense like yeah it's it's nuts to me man um i i wish you know i, I whatever i i just i just wish i just wish these four-year guys would get more looks because it's just like they can like these guys can help you win like they've been in big like, it matters to know how to win and play in big games it just does yeah and and, and like you look said, at fred he, van vliet He's, a perfect example. Yeah, perfect example. Wichita State. Um, but like, it's it's not the again. It's not that Garza is going to come in and be an all star or anything no. like that. And and like, yeah, yeah, he is limited on on his athleticism. Like, but he can he can sag on on the pick and roll and clog up a lane and just not get abs- like prevent a guy from getting all the way to the rim. Like he's six, he's six eleven. Like he's yeah. not he's not like six. Two or something. I I I don't know. Oh my god. What? Is this? Re- oh no, never mind. I was gonna say I just saw a tweet that uh, it's being discussed Plant versus Truex rematch for September if Canelo falls through. But Coppinger said this is fake. Sorry. I just I was about to freak out and say get the hell out yeah. of here. All right. So, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I so digress. Segwaying from the NBA draft into Team USA, you want to touch on them? Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, the world, the world was coming, uh, was falling apart. Team USA lost to, to France ridiculously um, in the opener of the, uh, the qual, the qual. I don't know what you call these, the the qualifiers, round robin, the round robin, yeah, yeah, the round, the round robin games. um, Because it's 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 USA, France, Iran, and um, Czech Republic. I think, right? That's that's a thing. Czech Republic. I'm making that up. Uh, is that a country? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, they were at one time. Is that, is that what the team? The, what team is, is that, out? Of, what team is out of play for? Who's the other team they're playing here? Czech, Czech, probably Czech Republic. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Um, so they're in a they're they're beating France. They're up they're up pretty much the entire first half, and then the third quarter, France takes the lead, goes up by six, I think, 
And then the USA, they, they go up by about seven points with four minutes to play. And then France goes on a 16-2 to two run to close out and, they, and beats Team USA. And it's just like, you know, it's like, oh, my God, what are we doing, this and that. Uh, they come back last night, which, uh, Jesus, like the 12, it, it didn't start till like it 1240. Is the Czech Re- it is the Czech Republic. Okay, yeah. It didn't start till 1240, so I didn't, I was up till 2 o'clock, and Peacock sucks as a, like a, a streaming service because it's always on delay. But they went by like 50 last night. Uh, Iran has no NBA player. The, the, the talent level just was, you know, was so big. It just, you know, it was going to be a blowout. Here's my thing on Team USA. Uh, my one take, I'm really tired of Popovich getting out there and saying, oh, uh, like the, everybody, the world's caught up, this and that. This is the same shit we were saying back in 04, like the world's caught up. And then we took the, we took the program seriously. Coach K became the guy, you know, every year was quote, was doing the camps, was coaching in like the summer game things. Um, and then we dominated, in, I mean, in 08, 12, and 2016, I mean, there were maybe three, maybe three close games. If we're being, um, we're being honest with each other. So like, that's kind of annoying me that that that's like this, uh, that's like this like narrative now. Like, oh, the world's caught up. It's like, yeah, like we said this twenty years ago. The world's caught up, but like we still just won the last three gold medals. Um, and, and like to me, I think the problem with the team is, I I think you have too many new guys that haven't really played. Um, they haven't played with Team USA, so I think I think some of the rule, like the way the style is played, has some of them thrown off. And I think the biggest thing is the games are only forty minutes, right? And so you might say, "Oh, what's the difference? Like forty minutes and forty-eight minutes? Like it's kind of a big deal because you know against France, you know they don't score. If they score a layup with twenty seconds left, and that's the only basket they scored in the last four minutes." You got these guys like everybody's just chucking up threes and like nobody's even attacking the basket and they're on they were only down two points or maybe they were only down one point I think at at one point and they they got like five offensive rebounds and every shot coming off of the offensive rebound was was just a three it's like bam with tip a ball a tip a ball out to Durant three clank bam tips it out to to, to Lillard it's like none of these none of these guys they're too jump shot happy. Um, and you, they don't have. It's not like you have that extra eight minutes where Lillard can get hot in like a minute, that extra minute and a half, and then you just you blow, you know, you blow it out of the water. Like I think that extra eight minutes is 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 an issue for some of these guys that have never played before with with in the Olympics, and they don't really have what these other teams had, um, especially 08 and 12. They don't really have anybody that just attacks the basket and finishes around the hoop. Like you had Kobe, Wade, Melo, LeBron. Um, even Chris Paul back then was doing that when he wasn't pulling up. Like, like these guys would attack the basket um, and get easy buckets, and then their defense would turn into fast breaks. And you had some of the elite defenders in the NBA, and, and you just don't have that on that team right now. So I think those are more like to me those are bigger things than oh the world's the world has caught up. Like they had Rudy Gobert on the the, the, the Flarver leader who just got embarrassed by Terrence Mann in the in the second round of the playoffs like he was out there that entire time and and that's when and they what do you call it uh france made that run and evan fournier dropped like 30 on them so it's not like it was like you know prime tony parker doing this right. and, for, and for everybody that's kind of like oh well you know we had the best players uh the last three olympics do you do you think you could even name me who was on i have it up but do you think you could name me who was on the 2016 team 
I know Carmelo was. Yeah. I'm gonna name you, I'm gonna name you the team and you tell me like if this is like what the big differences are. So Carmelo who was, you know, whatever. Harrison Barnes. Does that blow you out of the water? I I remember that, yeah. Uh Chicago Bulls, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I remember that. Demarcus Cousins. DeMar, I remember that. DeMar DeRozan. Durant. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. KD, Paul George, mm-hmm. Draymond, Kyrie, yeah. DeAndre Jordan, Kyle Lowry, and Clay Thompson. Oh, DeAndre Jordan and and Kyle Kyle Lowry was like the last addition, I think, after having a good playoff, right? Yeah, and then Clay Thompson. Like, oh well, I think Lowry repl- Lowry replaced R- was Curry. a replacement. He yeah. replaced Curry because that's when Curry hurt the uh, MCL in the first round. Yep, yep. And uh, I think DeAndre replaced LeBron because LeBron backed out. Um, but like, I just need like I just named you those guys like. Okay, KD's on this team. Like KD's KD. Like I think a lot of people would probably say like like Lillard's better than Irving. I I don't say that, but I think other people would say that. Um, comparable. Comparable, yeah. So it's like I'm looking at the names and I'm like, okay, like. No, there's there's enough talent to win. Yeah, the damn I, thing. and I agree. So, so let's, I, let's, I, let's not even let's not it doesn't even need analyzed. Yeah. So I it is what it is. I. I, I still think they're gonna win the gold. I just I think I think they got they they lost that game. I think they're gonna get their shit together. I just don't see like Luca Luca's scary. He almost dropped fifty the other night. So like he can single handedly beat a team. Like we've seen that in the NBA in the playoffs. So that could be that's a team I worry about. Um, and Austra- Australia's Australia's got some players, man. You know, so they and they beat Team USA in the qualifier in the or the you know exhibition games. So those are like the only two teams that kind of worry me. Like everybody else, I'm just like, yeah. Like Spain, like they're 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 old. Nobody, I don't really think they can beat Team USA. Argentina's, yeah. That that's a you know that's over and done with. So I we'll see. I I so I think they're gonna win gold. But and you know I think it was funny. I I think the worst Bill Simmons take ever was when he called Coach K selfish because he coached the 2016 team. And said, "Oh, he just did that because he wanted to keep his edge and getting college recruits." And I'm like, "That's like the dumbest thing ever." Like Coach K completely like saved Team USA and like devoted all like <laughs> coaching in college and how year round recruiting and all the stuff you do. Like on top of that, he then took on the responsibilities of Team USA and to be like, "Ah, oh, it was just a selfish move." I don't like Popovich coaching this team either. I would have actually, I yeah. would, I would have given it to Jay Wright. I would have just had Jay do it. Um, because I think the rules of the rules of the FIBA game are more aligned with college, to be honest with you, and so I'd rather have the college guy doing it. So I think Jay would have been great. I mean, I, who the fuck doesn't love Jay Wright, you know? Um, or Brad Stevens, I think would have been the logical choice, just because he's he's a younger guy. So I, I just I don't like Pop for this. Just like I didn't like Larry Brown for the O four team. I, I I don't like Pop coaching the Olympic team. So that's my piece on the Olympics or on Team USA at least. My my, this wasn't necessarily the Olympics, but um, when you said Demarcus Cousins on the 2016 team, and again going back to Coach K, they were kind of trying to team build. And they were in FIBA in 2014 because I just I just looked up the date, and um, it's typical typical reporter trying to make you know Americans sound dumb about geography, and they go to Demarcus Cousins. Do you know where Slovenia is? And he's like. No, do you know where Alabama is? Oh well, oh I don't. You know, it's like get out of here. Like, <laughs> you know, 
Slovenia and, and Alabama are probably freaking similar in geography and size. So, uh, I, I went, as, as soon as he did that, I was like, boogie. Love it. So, um, no, nah, I mean, there's, I don't think there's a lot to analyze there. You, you yeah, really no. queuing something up there? Or what's going on? Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm popping my cherry early on uh, some of our stuff. <laughs> I gotta, be, I gotta be ready for it. I gotta be ready for it. Um, but, um, segueing to the Olympics in general, look, we're not gonna cover it. I mean, there's just so much going on. So um, much content. The the Simone Biles stuff. We we were debating whether or not to touch it, but on. I feel like this is where, like, again, the media just, like, jumps in and, like, let it play out. Like, there there could be more info to come out. Who who the heck knows? It looks – I think it looks – some people are applauding her. Some people say it looks bad right now. Let's just let that play out. Who who knows? Um, we have opinions, but let, let's just see how it goes. Um, the only thing with the Olympics I got to say is, like – I. I always get pissed at the Olympics because there's it's so corrupt, you know. All these like so many athletes are cheating. Um, there's all this political BS, and it's just like, oh, it's like I don't even. And then the all these all these countries like beg for the Olympics, and then just go into ridiculous debt. They build these stadiums that just become decrepit concrete nothingness, and like they it's uh. I, I just get annoyed, and then I turn it on, and I see, like, archery and whitewater kayaking <laughs> and handball and water polo and, and uh, equestrian, and I'm like, all right, this is fun. I, I like watching that, like, the random stuff. is I like watching the random stuff, so... Um, I, I don't know what what do you think about all that and, uh, or do you just like watching the mainstream stuff or I just watch the mainstream stuff for the most part uh, I I did find myself totally into uh, the ping pong because it was fun I was watching I was actually watching Forrest Gump on a <laughs> okay on AMC and then I uh, I was flipping um, on some games and I saw there was actually ping pong on and I'm watching these like grown men on like like it looked like it was like a kid's ping pong table. And man, they are like going fucking crazy every yeah. time they get a point. Like, it was wild, and I'm just like, oh my dude, god, dude! It's so much fun. Like, there's so much random stuff. Did you see the? Uh, there's three versus three basketball this year. Did you yeah. watch any of that? Yeah. Why? Why didn't we get in on that? Like, <laughs> dude, it is. I I I don't know a damn player in that thing, but it is so watchable, bro. We could have been dropping bombs, gotten some gold medals. It is so watchable, and. Uh, I, I had it on for a couple of minutes. Yeah, oh, it was cool. Fe- fencing I was watching. My son was, like, freaking out with the sword fighting. You watched any uh, any of the boxing? No, I have not yet. It's, US, I, I feel USA, like it's on a weird time. The, US, the USA guy has been doing really well. Keyshawn, Keyshawn Davis. Davis. Yeah, he's yeah remember a, he's we more. talked about him on the pod several episodes ago because I think he's he's either 1-0 and or 2-0 and in, in, in uh, professionals. It's him and his brother. Is yeah. it three and zero now? Okay, at least three and zero. Yeah, um, he's on some undercards. I think they put him on YouTube last time, right? And I was like, why would you put him on YouTube? Yeah, but all the yeah, all the all the USA guy. I don't think anyone's. It's been a while since USA's taken gold in boxing. I forget who are. No, yeah, yeah, okay. Anthony Josh was not not USA, so yeah. But it's been a, uh, it's been some time since I think maybe Andre Ward was the last one to do it. Uh, so we got some, so we got some big shot. Cause I say, I say, Lo, I mean, Lomachenko and Usyk took it back. To, I think back to back Olympics, uh, the gold medals for their weight classes. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a, 
it's exciting stuff for some of them so um we'll keep you posted on any big stories and uh especially obviously team usa being the basketball junkie that uh some of us are yeah um all right um uh other than that did you want to touch on the ou and texas stuff um i mean whatever they're leaving so they're leaving the big 12 right yeah, for the SC- the founding members of the Big Twelve. Oh, they're they're they are that is real. They're joining the SEC. Yeah, I mean whatever. I guess cool. So I think it's so we could have more inflated SEC ranking top twenty five rankings. I mean, how's it gonna fit in with with um like the the playoffs? Like it feels like the SEC just wants to totally break away from the NCAA and just have their own championship. Yeah. Well, you uh, you never watched Entourage, right? No, it was this. This feels like uh, there's a meeting where the the main agent comes in, and he was like ambushed by all the other agencies. And he goes, "Man, man, we got all the big players here. Like this agency, this agency, this agency." And then he sees like a little guy that's like not very good. He's like, "Who the fuck invited CAA?" I feel like that's what the SEC teams are doing when they see Texas walking in the door. Who the fuck invited? <laughs> fuck invited Texas. Yeah. So I mean, it could be, dude. I don't. I don't know. It's. They probably just want. They just want to get Matthew McConaughey on the uh, on the SEC network. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So, um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I well, again, we'll just see how it plays out. It's all. I mean, it's obviously. Now is this is this just for football? Or is this for everything? I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be for everything, but it's okay. it's obviously all about money. The players are going to be making a ton of money. It, um. Uh, College football is going to look so different in five years. Yeah. Between the players making money, there's about to be another huge shakeup with the SEC becoming just a giant conglomerate. I, it's it's going to be strange, man. I, it's going to be so strange. Go Chanticleers. <laughs> um, they started our hot streak. Remember when we almost won like four thousand dollars? <laughs> I'm still I'm, I'm still not over that. Uh, that was fun. Um, all right. So hockey free agency started. Um, and I, I, I'm just going to touch on some of the, the, the bigger things that happen. Okay. Um, it, it kind of started off with a trade of flurry from Vegas to Chicago for just some no name prospect. Um, and it was Vegas basically just dumping salary, which it was kind of incredible just from the standpoint of flurry coming off of Vezina trophy at his he's he's expensive he's like i think it's seven or eight million um but like that nobody was willing to give up any assets for that it just speaks to the state of the nhl with the flat cap right now and everybody it's just hard for teams to to maneuver the roster so um it's it's remains to be seen if flurry will actually report to chicago there's talks that maybe he'll just retire um i hope he keeps playing because i think that he has a chance to really, really cr- uh, climb the ranks in the. He, he's already top five in wins all time. I think he has a chance to like get. That's I don't sweet. think he's gonna take down like Brodor or anything, but um, I think he could challenge some of the other guys. Um. Oh, let, here let, some other ones. Uh, Ovechkin resigned with the Caps. Five I, I wanted. I wanted to ask you that. Is that like considered big money in hockey? Well, he, it was five years, fifty million, right? Forty-seven and a half. Is that like well, big money? Uh, so what is that? Nine year, nine million. Um, yeah, it's not the highest. Like, like the highest guys are probably making between like ten and fourteen million a year. Okay, but um, he, I mean, he's on, he's on the, uh, he's on the back nine, right? 
exactly right. Yeah. So he's I think he's close to our age. So we're thirty six. He might even be thirty seven. So yeah, I mean he's he might be thirty eight. He I forget what age he is, but he I mean he yeah, back nine, um, making a ton okay. of money. Here's the thing, man, and I've been saying this for at least a year, if not more. He's gonna break Wayne Gretzky's goal record now under this new contract with the Capitals. Yeah. And it's we lost games to COVID. Otherwise, I'd say he was gonna shatter it. He still might shatter it. So once we get back to regular eighty-two game schedules, I, I, I mean, for me, that's that's money in the bank that he breaks Gretzky's record for goals, nice. which is really saying something playing in the dead puck era. So, uh, uh, you know, I think the rest of the league and especially Penguins fans kind of enjoy just, you know, crapping on Ovechkin and saying, <laughs> saying he's a one-trick pony and all that. And he's like, you got know his what? Cup, got his cup, though. He did. He does that one trick better than anybody ever. So yeah. um, that that forehanded, right, right-handed shot, forehand shot, Guess what? He's gonna have more goals than anybody playing in this era. That's that's absurd. Um, a couple other big things. We talked about Seattle, Drew, on the last one. Yeah. And how they like had all this cap space and their roster was kind of like what the hell. So they actually went and signed a big time goaltender, Grubauer, six years, five five point nine per year. Hein Grubauer. Uh, yes, exactly right. And so that uh, that gave them three goal goaltenders. So they actually traded Vitek Vanacek back to the Capitals for a second-round pick. Um, and then they spent some of that cap space on Jaden Schwartz, five years, five and a half, and uh, Alex Wen- Wenberg, three years, four and a half. So now the roster's starting to like look like other rosters in that division. Between the couple of big bodies they had, and then they bring in Schwartz and Wenberg. So I, I, they're still a player or two away, I think. Their, their defense was decent. Now their goalies are pretty good. Uh, and their forward, they, they don't have like a top-end guy per se, but they're starting to build some depth on the forward. Like They're starting to get there, so let's see what else they do. Okay. Um, really weird thing uh, in, in all this free agency Boston, uh, the Bruins, they add Ulmark, uh, the goalie. I think he was out of Buffalo. Five years, uh, or I'm sorry, four years, uh, five mil a year. Uh, they add Nick Felino, who was like a big get at the trade deadline. Um, two years, $3.8 million a year. And, and like three or four other guys for depth. And that's all good, but they have like pretty much zero cap space. I think they have like $2 million. Okay. They have to bring they have to bring back Krejci, who's an awesome player, getting up there in years, but a, an absolutely incredible player, and Tuka Rask, uh, their all time goalie, who I think is going to start the year injured, so it's just kind of like, you know, they're got they're going to be trading somebody. They they got to free up cap space somehow if they want to bring these guys back. So don't know. Um, did I did I say Braden Point? I don't know. If, I think I skipped over him. Braden Point for the Lightning, mega deal. Eight years, nine nine uh, and a half uh, average value there. Uh, so the Lightning, you know, kind of tie up their second best player after Kucherov. Um, the only other uh, there was a mega deal. Who Dougie. Uh, who Let's traded for Ron Francis? Ron Francis, you did back in when playing <laughs> NHL '94. Uh, fun times. Uh, he's he's the um, GM of the Kraken, but uh, Dougie Hamilton 
to the New Jersey Devils, like that beer you were drinking. Seven years, oh, yeah. $63 million. Uh Overpaid much? Uh, that's that's not going to age well. I mean, he's he's a fine player. He kind of reminds You didn't age well. I'm aging like fine wine. You watch your tongue. Eh, debatable. Uh, please. Um, I I think he's going to be like Keith Yandel, like Dougie Hamilton, and... and you know, maybe one, maybe he's a little bit better defensively. Maybe you know, whatever. Pick, pick your poison. To me, they're in the same bandwidth of player, and I think so. Seven years. Talk to me in four years. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that deal looks after then. We'll be uh, we'll be on episode six hundred and forty-two. If my math is right. Four years. I don't think your math is right. I think it would be like twelve hundred. Yeah. No. If there's, if there's 52 four, a year, four years from now it would be 200 and some, and we're we're 40 some in. Oh, uh, that's right. We only do it once a week, not once a day. Ho! Oh my gosh. Good call, bro. So there's a lot of other signings out there, um, but those were just some of the ones that jumped out to me. Um, and you can't teach that. Sure can't. Just like you can't te- teach talent in this next topic so we uh again with sports being a little bit slower it's like free agency draft olympics blah 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 i told drew i was like let's do another top five yes top five commercials that featured athletes yes so i told drew i'm not i don't know if what you did i didn't pick any of the um Sports Center. This is Sports Center commercials because I, I did. Feel like I those... did. I did not. Yeah, good because I feel like that's their own category. So, that being said, honorable mentions first. Uh sure, we could do. You that. might actually, you might actually win a top five this week. This might be a, this might be a banner week for you. You got the weight class right. You might win a top five. Um, every once in a while, a blind you, squirrel finds a nut. You know, you might be speaking too quickly because. I'm, I'm definitely going to beat you. Mine's, mine's too good. Okay, go ahead. So uh, let's do honorable mentions. Go ahead. Uh, my two my two honorable mentions were – well, th- I have three. Uh, Bo Knows Bo, so the the commercial Bo, ja- or Bo Jackson. Figure, where, figured that would come up, yeah. He's just so good. I think people forget just how awesome he was and, like, how insane I don't think people was. forget at all. I think he's – I disagree. I think if you I think if you asked, like, people, do they know who Bo Jackson was? Do you know Bo? They'd be like, who? Um, I like, think he's very much in pop culture right now. You think so? Ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was cool. Like, and it was like, I mean, that was like early nineties. Right. So like to be able to get like eight of him in one screenshot, I thought was pretty cool technology wise. Um, and this was going to be in my top five, but my actual number five, there's no way I couldn't have it because of who we are. Um, the Nike commercial where Tiger Woods just juggling that golf ball for like 30 seconds straight. And Ooh, then good like, call. and then just hits it up in the air and just like fucking drills it like 200 yards. Like <laughs> I, like I, I couldn't even, I, I, like, I joke about how I would take it somewhere just to shoot a friggin' 99 once in my life. And like Woods is like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's doing that. I don't think it's like enhanced. I, I think, think it's one take. Uh, dude, it's ridiculous. Like, like it's just like the coolest thing ever. And he's like, it's like Tiger. Like, it's Tiger with all the baggy clothes and stuff too, which is like my favorite Tiger. Yeah, um, yeah that was my. Those were my two honorable mentions. And my my third one that I I always just like this commercial. Um, I love the Jordan. It's an Air Jordan commercial. 
um, I think it was for the 21s, where it's a bunch of little kids that are playing out his best career highlights. Do you remember that one? Yeah. And it was like, like that was just music in the background. It was like everything. And then it ends with uh, this little kid that looks like him doing the uh, the Portland game two. Six three is the shoulder shrug, and MJ is just at the he's on the side of the court, the gate, and just like nodding and said yes. I just it was I, that's one of my I don't I think I don't think that commercial gets talked about enough, but it was awesome. That's a good one. Yeah. Um. So here I had four. Okay. Uh, this one was initially in my top five, but I had to bump it, and it was so hard. Um, these commercials, there was two of them that I remember that vividly stick out in my mind. But um, the Charles Barkley uh, right guard commercials. Oh, so good. Anything less would be <laughs> uncivilized. <laughs> oh, and then also Charles Barkley where um, – Don't be a role model. No, no, that oh. one – that one I saw – you know, I remember that one. But just him and his T-Mobile commercials. Like remember when cell phone oh, technology – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, sp- specifically, specifically – Remember when um, technology was such that you had to pay to call somebody on your cell phone during the day? No. What? You, 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 you remember it was only like nights and weekends were free, and you no. had to, and it was like you only had so many minutes for like peak calling. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, I'm with you. But then T-Mobile came out where you had five people in oh, your yeah, five. Oh yeah, five. And you could call those people anytime you wanted to, and it, and it was Charles Barkley just harassing like Dwayne Wade, like, "Hey yeah. Dwayne, am I in your five? And I was just like, "I don't know why, I just got a, always got a kick out of that." Uh, I still have all three of my sidekicks in my mom's garage. Greatest, <laughs> greatest cell phone of all time, man. Uh, uh, other, th- other three honorable mentions. Um, the Cam Newton commercial with the kid who's like, "And then I'll come take your job, and then I'll become your mom's favorite player." It's a Gatorade like, commercial. No, it's play sixty. Oh, play sixty. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, good call. Um, that that commercial always cracked me up, especially after that guy, whoever it was, last year, or the year before, ended up taking the job for the Panthers, and everyone was like, "Hey, that kid grew up and took his job." <laughs> um, the Kobe Lebron puppets. Um, made my honorable mention. Uh, those are. I always re- just remember that puppet. It's like Lebron, Lebron, you, Lebron, you, Lebron. You embarrass yourself. Go ahead, continue. No, and then um. Jesus, the uh, Pey- the Peyton Manning uh, commercial where he's like, "Hi, I'm Peyton Manning. I have Directv, and I'm high voice Peyton Manning, and I have cable. <laughs> and sometimes I go like this. Ah! Like <laughs> I uh, I couldn't decide him and him and the him and the Brad Paisley ones are good, but like now they're like so overplayed, just like all his Papa John's ones. Like there's just so many of them now. Yeah, that's so, a good that's a good one. So yeah, anyway. So do we want to get – I guess – you know what? On that note, let's get into the top five, and I'll go first. So I bumped out the Charles Barkley one for the Peyton Manning nationwide jingle commercials. <laughs> Chicken parm, you taste so good. That's the Paisley ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, that, that whole that whole thing, I – um. Uh, after after thinking back through, I had to bump the Charles Barkley one for the Peyton Manning. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Um. Mine just paying tribute to uh, to Florida Spring Break, the uh, at last the Nike Air Force One uh, airplane hangar commercial. Oh jeez, where it's yeah Team Kobe, Team LeBron, 
they got the ten, you know, the ten best Nike athletes a- athletes just playing pickup basketball in a uh, in a Nike in an airplane hangar uh, for the Air Force One shoe. I mean, I, I had to. I don't feel as bad anymore because I have some oddly specific ones as well, and that's an oddly specific. One. I just it was I I well the tie it was really gonna be Tiger, but I was like I mean Jesus that was like we did that stupid thing for like seven years. I was your neighbor for seven years, <laughs> um, so I was like I had to put in my top five just for nostalgia. Yeah, my number four, and again every time I think of athlete commercials, this just comes comes to mind. Ironhead Hayward the Zest body wash commercials. But Ironhead, what's with this thingy? Listen, chump. And he just, you know, it, 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 do you even remember the commercial? I, I just thought you were making this up. This is a commercial? This is a real yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. So Ironhead Hayward, the running back for the Rams, he, um, it was, it was uh, Zest body wash instead of a soap. And it's like, you're probably thinking, isn't body wash for women? No. And, and then it's like, but, and he's going back and forth. He's doing the voices himself. But Ironhead, what's with this thingy? Oh my gosh, I'll send it to you after this. It's so good. You're probably thinking I got a lot of chest hair because of the beard, but shaved. What's that have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. You just like quoted it, and you're probably thinking men's or body washes for ladies, not men. Oh, so oh okay, gotcha. Just playing off that. So don't worry about what I'm doing. You worry about what you're doing. What's Jesus. your number four? Uh, chicks dig the long ball. Mark McGuire, uh, Ooh, nice. Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin, they're sitting there trying to get this lady, this hot lady's attention. And like, she's just looking at McGuire and they just go, Oh man, do chicks dig the long ball? And then they're out there working out, lifting, and then they're like hitting home runs. Uh, dude, it's, uh, I, that's one of my like all time favorite commercials. Love that. That's one. a good one. Yeah. My number three, grandmama converse. Oh, Larry good Johnson. Call. Very good call. What what an ad campaign that was! Finally, a respectable choice by you. That was a good one. Oh, you! I'm gonna win this. You're not, but that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I always forget it was Converse that he uh, that he was doing the thing for. Oh yeah. I, I always just think it's Reebok. I don't know why, but yeah, no, that's a good one. His uh one uh, one day we'll have to break down. Remember that Twitter video I sent you about like uh, that like breakdown of him and Urkel's pickup game in the two on two tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yo yo, and Urkel's fucking nice. Oh, dude, so good. <laughs> good call. Um, all right, my number. What are we at? Number three. Three. Yeah. Uh, Little Penny. Little Penny yeah. was uh good. pick a pick a commercial. It was it was very Chris Rock before Chris Rock was even like huge. Uh, he was. Basic, basically, the, the the biggest biggest Nike athlete on the planet with those little penny commercials. Uh, hilarious! If I could have got a little penny, I would have loved one. Yeah, no, those were good. That that crossed my mind. Um, my number two, Gatorade commercial, Michael Jordan. Uh, could call like Mike. If I could be, be like, like Mike, Mike, I wanna 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 be like Mike. In my dreams, he is me, like Mike. So yeah, that's that's my number two. Just so good. Yeah, I I didn't want to go overkill with the Jordans. Um, my number two was Jordan and Bird, the McDonald's commercials where they're doing the. All right, Larry, let's have the shoot. They're doing the shooting contest for the Big Mac, and it's like over the railing, over the Golden State Bridge or Golden Gate Bridge. Nothing but net. I just I love those commercials. Off the archers, off Grimace's head. Nothing uh, but net. So good. Didn't they? Didn't they, didn't they try to do like a re? A remake of those with like Dwight Howard at one point. Yes, yes, they did. So dumb, uh, um, but I, I I love those commercials. Those, that was my number one. The 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 Michael oh, Jordan, nice. Larry, Larry nice. Bird 
Yep. Yeah. I, I, yeah, good call. My number one, obviously. Uh, the Kobe LeBron Nike puppet campaign, hands down, number one, uh, hilarious. It took the two biggest Nike stars at the time, put them against each other. The only, they, you bring in little, little Dwayne, the little puppet, LeBron, 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 can I get a triple double? Uh, you know, all those things. The only thing that didn't work out was that they never played in the finals. Cause those, I'm sure that the commercials they had saved up for that would have been amazing. Um, those puppets took over the world. I've got a bunch of shirts that are worth like a thousand bucks now that people would pay for those uh, for those bad boys. Uh, the Kobe LeBron puppets. There's no competition, hands down, the best of all time. Good honorable Good. Men, uh, honorable mention. You embarrass yourself. You embarrass yourself. Your number five was was a freaking. That was the most, because, the most forgettable commercial. Yeah, you know why? Because our friendship means more more to me than winning this top five, or I would have just put the Tiger Woods golf one in there. Okay, embarrassing. You're embarrassing. You're, embar- you're embarrassing. Embarrassing. And what was your number four? Uh oh, ch- the chicks. Uh, chicks dig the long ball. That was yeah, a that, fucking yeah, awesome that was, commercial. That was, that was okay, but you didn't, you didn't uh, even know the here. you didn't even know the Ironhead Hayward commercial. Oh, get terrible. out of here. Yeah, you're terrible. You're terrible. Two, two of your best ones were honorable mentions with Barkley. Yeah, I know. The worst. I'm I'm winning this one. You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. That's <laughs> you. That's you. Oh yeah. I, until I win this one. Okay. Um. All right. So let us know, everyone. Um. We'll put it on the. Win. We're gonna put it on the the old Twitter. Yes. Okay. Parlay time. Um. Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, let's just pick for tomorrow. <laughs> so let's just pick for Thursday. Uh, I was gonna. Uh, mine was for Friday, but uh, shit. Now, all right. I'm just gonna take the Phillies tomorrow. I don't even know who they're playing or what the spread is, but I'm just gonna take the Phillies. Here it is. Oh, there is no spread. There, it's at three o'clock. I figured we could do day games, man. We could like get it done early. I'm gonna take the Phils. Just the Phils, straight up. Phillies versus the Nationals. Yeah, straight up. And then, um, I got. I was gonna take the. Uh, the under in the Dodgers versus the Giants, Cueto versus David Price. Cueto okay. for the Giants, David Price for the Dodgers. Two old guys that aren't what they used to be, but I figured both teams are going to be doing their getaway lineups. I like it. Um, so, hey, let's just take unders. Eight well, and a half it shows right now on my app. I don't know if, what it will be. but All right, we'll put it in. Nice. Phillies straight up, under in the Dodgers-Giants. Love it. We we lost last week. We not hit none of the legs of them. Which of is the just parlay. hilarious that the Pirates somehow took two out of three from the Giants. Yeah, exactly. So, it's great. Um, no NASCAR pitch stop this week. They're still on hiatus for the Olympics. So, if you got any sips left of beer one, let's finish that. All out. All right. Beer. Do. Three. Two. One. Oh. Um, 
Again, same as last at least, week. At least this one's not spilled all over me. Yeah. Um, same as last week. I got a high life. Miller high life. What do you got? Miller high life. Uh, I got a broken skull. I got to start crushing these. Man. You, you like, have so many. Uh, dude, it's insane. It really is. I found, I found four more hiding in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was looking for some, uh, what do you call it? Um... Body armors, whatever the hell the Kobe drink is. Um, oh, the double IPA really hit me nice. Um, okay. Whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Pick me up. Pick we me don't, up. We don't need the complete sentence. Pick me up when I fall. Pick me up when I fall. All right, so Tenet. We watched Tenet this week. Oh, I my know, God. My brain's still... Like... I'm broke. I'm broke. Yeah, so... Um, okay, the non-spoiler version. It has to do with time travel. There was a map... And it has to do with saving the world while traveling through time. And it's kind of like international espionage kind of thing. Kind of like spies and stuff. Kind of. That's the... And it was very good. So, like... Alright. And that's the non-spoiler version. I would recommend watching it. Uh, yeah, me too. I think. Um, okay. All right. So now here's what I got. I need. I need you to. I need you to just channel. Sure, sure. Channel your inner inner Seton Hall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will help you, you to, get through the semester. You need to get. Yeah. You need to get me through this because my my brain just hasn't been working since I watched this movie. So we had this. We had this guy who was. He was on a secret mission. Yep. And then. He had to travel in time by like walking backwards through this like cement turns turnstile, and then he was walking forward in real time. But then his other self was still walking backwards, and they saved the world. And Batman was in it. Fill in the blanks for me. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> basically, um. It- as it, it's kind of gets revealed halfway through, but what happens is that there's some people in the future who have learned to uh, reverse the molecular the molecular entropy more. I don't even know if that's technically what it is, but basically they they reference entropy. Entropy, yeah. So they reverse the molecular entropy of matter by putting them, like Drew said, through these machines slash like turnstile things where you are still walking the earth but instead of traveling through time forward you're traveling through time backward so from the perspective of the first person perspective of like the main character when he goes back in time he's walking forward and uh everyone that he's seeing otherwise or any anyone who would be viewing him, they would be seeing him walking backwards. Yes. Because, and and like doing things like in reverse order, because he's going backward through time while they are traveling forward through time, and vice versa. There's there's points where he's traveling forward through time, and he sees other people who have reverse entropy traveling backwards through time. Yeah. Um. So. The, the the reason why people created this is because uh, when I read the synopsis, it said something about climate change. Climate change? change? I, I, I miss, Where did I miss that in the movie? I, I didn't so much take it as climate change. It was more that the resources of the world have been diminished. 
And uh, part of it is they. I think they kind of hinted that part of it was climate change, but part of it was just that like they had no more resources, whether it was food, air, water, whatever. Like everything was just used up and dirty and gone. Okay, in the Thanos. future. And so these people developed this uh, reverse entropy thing so that they could basically harvest the resources of the Earth prior and that they could kind of live in a loop uh, of, of, of the existing Earth. Um, and that's how they would continue their existence. Okay, so that's that's the plot that again it kind of gets revealed towards the end, right? But that that's the background of it. So, so so the 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 um that's the macro plot. The micro plot is that this guy, uh, who gets contacted from these people in the future, to bring together all these pieces of an algorithm of the algorithm, which basically is like the all spark from transformers. I would have been, it would have been so cool if like Guilfoy or Dinesh would have been involved with this algorithm. So cool. So like they, he puts all these pieces together to basically, uh, boot the algorithm so that these people can do this. But at the same time, he basically, uh, syncs the algorithm of time travel with his Fitbit, so that this, <laughs> <laughs> so that this guy can, if he dies, basically he's the kill switch. If he dies, that the Earth dies, basically just ceases to exist. And he's and he's dying of cancer, right? He is dying of, of prostate cancer, so he wants to go back in time and basically take his own life and take the world with him. Yeah, because if so he that, can't live, the world can't So he's live. traveling backward through time to grab the al- algorithm, as is the main character. The main character is trying to uh, grab the algorithm just for, you know, uh, uh, pure purposes. And so it's these two, it's this guy trying to get the algorithm versus uh, the protagonist, as he's called. To get the algorithm, you never find out his actual name. Like they just called the protagonist the, protagonist the entire protagonist. movie. Yeah, yeah the yeah. entire movie. And so, um, it, it's it's him trying to, it's them fighting over it, uh, basically, and going forward through time, backward backwards through time, and for whatever reason, the protagonist takes an interest in this his wife, which made no the sense. The guy's like estranged wife, yeah, that he abuses and stuff, which was. Look, when you're trying to save the world, she should have just been collateral damage. That, yeah. That was well, just kind of silly. and I mean, it wasn't even like there wasn't even any roll tide going on, which you know I could see, I could see a guy getting distracted because of roll tide nonsense, but like that wasn't even a thing. So that was that yeah, was my was, that was my only I hate that was my only hate about the movie because that was um, just didn't follow. Yeah. So needless to say, they they travel through time. Um, they figure out ways to save the world and save the algorithm and. Even though the world's going to meet its destructive end at some point in the future, um, and these these bad people are still going to try and come back and destroy the world and take it over, whatever. The the good guy, the protagonist, decides like, hey, let's not destroy the earth. Let's keep moving forward. And so that's what happens. Um, it, they, you know, he saves the world. Um, there's there's a lot of particulars in there. I'm skipping over, but that's that's the gist of it. Um, is, was there anything else you wanted me to cover per se, um, Drew? 
did they ever like show us how like the turnstile actually works? Because like my brain was so broke at the backwards True. crap. It's time travel. What what exactly are they gonna sh- like? Well, I'm saying, did they like did they like type dates in like Doc Brown? Like that's what I I don't even know how they did it. Like how, how did you, or like did you? No, just... it's from the moment you go into the turnstile, then you start traveling backwards through time from that point. So like these like cement things that were just lying around, any asshole could have just walked in them and been traveling backwards in time without knowing about it. Basically, I mean, how right? would they? They were in like locked rooms and stuff. Like how would they have? How I don't would know. Any asshole just start walking through them. Maybe they find a key and they open the door. I don't know. They got in there. Yeah, because they had the greatest uh, lock picker in the world. Uh, okay. That then that was the only thing. Which I, was I, your boy Pattinson. Yeah. Well, here's all right. Here's a couple. Here's a couple of my highlights. Uh, I we both. I thought Robert Pattinson was tremendous in it. Uh, he's the second. Yes. I I guess he's the second lead. He's um. He's J.D. Washington, who still hilarious to me is Denzel Washington's son. Uh, he's his he's he's his basically his sidekick. Who I guess the big the big reveal there is that J.D. Washington plays the protagonist. He meets the protagonist in the future and is working with him, but like he's back in the present. But he wasn't w- walking backwards. I guess that was a, probably the last head scratcher I had. Like, was Pattinson sent back from the future because like he wasn't walking backwards? No, no, it was, no, it was, uh, the, the, no. no. Okay, that's fine, all right, it it, it didn't take away from the movie for me, but you find out that, like, he knew who, he knew who the protagonist was the whole time, like, he, he, or, there were times when Neil was walking backwards. Yeah, sometimes, um, but at the end of the day, you find out, right, that, uh, the protagonist said it created the entire tenant program. Right? Yeah, exactly. So the guy who is trying At to figure, figure out yeah. what the hell's going on, he he puts two and two together. It's like I'm the one who puts this all together in the future. Yeah. So he probably honestly he probably did go back. I guess yeah. In time and set Neil up with all that stuff. So that's I mean you don't see that part. You don't see that part, and you don't the people who create all this entropy stuff whose world has been destroyed and is coming back to like harvest the previous world. You don't even like, they're not even on screen at all ever. Like yeah, never see them. Yeah. So they're just like this other group that is just not party to the movie. Yeah. Um, the whole time I was seeing the bad guy, I, I the whole time I was like, wait a minute, is that Kenneth Branagh? And then I'm like, no, that, that can't be him. And then I'm like, no, that's definitely him. Then I'm like, no, no, it's not. No, it can't be. No, no, it's not him. No. Well, eh, maybe it is. No, it's a- and it turned out it was. <laughs> Seder was played by Kenneth Branagh the whole time. Because, like, he looked, like, kind of heavy and, like, old, really. Like, it looks like he aged fast, like, like 10 years <laughs> in a year. And I'm just like, is that Branagh? I can't. And I didn't want to look at IMDb because I didn't want to catch any spoilers. I'm just like. It's got to be Bron. That's probably another reason why my brain broke because I'm spending 25 minutes trying to figure out if this is freaking Kenneth Branagh playing the bad guy. That, that happened to me with. Um, <laughs> I'm like, is that Branagh? That happened with me with one of the episodes of um, um, the uh, the Mandalorian with um, uh, what's his name? Oh, anyway, continue. But that was it was so funny. I'm just like, is that Branagh? I I can't tell if that's Branagh. Um, Rob Bosley. Um, <laughs> so that was really good, uh, but yeah, dude, Patterson was great. Uh, we talked, we talked about when we did our tra- our trailer reviews, bat the maybe episode what 
six maybe and then we did the batman i remember saying people need to chill back chillax on twilight because i think pattison's gonna kill batman and one of the main reasons was because he worked with nolan on this and they pretty much anyone that works for christopher nolan just they he gets the best out of them and they just become really good actors so i thought he was really good i thought jd washington was really good the only movie the only thing i had seen him in before this was his role in ballers where he plays ricky jared basically just uh turn turn chad ochocinco up to like 27 and that's who he plays on ballers uh so to be in like the first movie i saw him in this big dramatic role i thought he was really good uh the effects were awesome like them fighting backwards and shit was really cool i thought all that stuff was really really good um yeah it was good but like i said it broke it broke my brain saturday night when i was watching it and it also feels like I, I thought I'd been watching it for two and a half hours and I was only 45 minutes into the movie. I, I remember I texted you. I was like, bro, I feel like I've been watching this for six hours. I'm only 40 in. Like, I hit pause and I'm like, oh my God, I got an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, left. I had to break it up over a couple of days just because of circumstances. But yeah, um, yeah I, I could see that. I, I got a kick that Michael Caine somehow was in that movie. Like, I just, I don't even know what Call, in the it's, world. It's a, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so Michael Caine's got to be I know, a, that's what I mean. It was just so, like, what role did he even play? Like, he was inconsequential. He, was just, he, he just was sitting at a table and gave him instructions for two seconds. Yeah, exactly. I was so. just like, Michael Caine's getting checked <laughs> from Christopher Nolan. Yeah, oh, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Um. All right, so let, let's get down to ranking this thing. Who's your, uh, who's your per 36 MVP for this before we do that? Ah, uh, okay. You got anybody? Um. Uh, I'm just going with Neil. Uh, he was Pattinson. He was sweet. Yeah, he's probably in it a little too much to qualify, but uh, I gave it to no, Ives. Well, no, I, you could. It, you, you always just try. It. Per thirty six yeah. is like a guy who's only like who has a small it role. It can be turns, someone who's on there. It, you could still have a high per thirty six and be uh, like the main. Like yeah. All right. All right. Anyway. I gave it to Ives, who's played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's the uh, he's the he's like the commander of like the army, the soldiers that know how to use the turnstile. I thought he yeah. was I thought he was pretty good in his limited role in the movie. Michael Caine was a close second. Yeah. Um, Pattison, okay. if we were gonna say Pattis, Pattison would win the movie if it were me. Like who was like who won the movie? I think Robert Pattinson because he was tremendous. Uh, well, I, would, the... I, I would say um, Washington. You think Washington? Yeah I, yeah, I liked him. I just I thought Pattinson was just I, I just thought he had more of a presence than him throughout the film. But let's all right, let's do this. Okay, acting. Uh, I'm giving it a three. Oh, hands down three. Yeah, that was so good. the The only pick and nits I'll say is um the wife was bad. Ah, uh, you know that's that's. I thought she was fine, um, but I was gonna say that Priya. Ah, uh, yeah, um, she yeah. I, yeah. I I wanted a little more dominance out of her, considering she was like the like. I don't know that she was the brains of the operation. I want I want a little more out of her. Yeah. The wife was kind of like what they wanted her to be. I thought. Gotcha. Um, writing. I'm giving it a three. I thought it was fantastic. Y- yes, I agree. Nice plot um i'm giving it a 2.9 the only reason i'm not giving it a three is because there were certain rules about like walking backwards and stuff where like you had to wear like a like oxygen mask and things like that and it felt like sometimes they weren't following their own rules and it was like why were they able to take their mask off and it's like stuff like that where like 
there was some small holes in it. And again, yeah. like 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 the main bad guys not even being a part of the movie. It was and it was kind of good in that way, but at the same time it was kind of like you would expect a little bit of a cameo or something. I don't know. Yeah. So I, that's I, that's the only reason it's not a three, but I am giving it a two point nine. I I gave it a two and a half just because of some of those things you just said. Like I missed where it was like climate control. I, I just missed where there were like little pieces in here where I'm like, wait, what's happening? How'd that go down? And I don't. I just I usually just do point five. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so two and a half. Okay. Feel slash genre. I gave it a 2.75. Um, again, um, it could have got a three. Um, it was it just some of those little minutia things where it was kind of like, it felt like they kind of broke their own rules a little bit at some points. Um, and it, it did kind of keep you on your toes in terms of like, wait, how is that? Or what is that? So I gave it a 2.75, but I, I'm not, if someone said three, I wouldn't even argue. I, I give it a three because to me the genre, to me that the genre of this movie is Christopher Nolan so it just it was a there you it, go it, yeah, it was that makes very sense. it was very much Christopher Nolan movie that makes sense um rewatchability I gave it a two I would rewatch it again um and I think I would re- like pick up on more as it went but I don't think you, that's not you can't like watch it over and over again like you like maybe once yeah. I, I I gave it a two two. It's just it's just too long to rewatch. Not that like it was too long that it took away, but like you're asking a lot. You know what I mean? Like you're asking a lot. It's a thinking for, movie. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. Like I Shawshank mean, Redemption's long, but like Shawshank Redemption's not a thinking movie. <laughs> like fun. it's a great movie, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. So it's 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 yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So I came up with thirteen point six five on mine. I had thirteen and a half. Okay, add so, them together, so divide 13, by two. 13.5 out of 15. Highest, I think that's the highest rated two-brew two uh, movie yet. Yeah, yeah, we like it. It was a good one. It was. Um, so you talked about the, uh, the, the, I think you, did you talk about the trailer for this? Is that what you were saying? If you, oh, you were talking about the trailer for Batman. Anyway, um, we're just going to close out this, this episode with... Um, Drew's a trailer junkie. I, I I personally, I used to be, but then I kind of got to the point where like there's so much revealing in the trailers where like I hate spoilers. I hate yeah. spoilers. That's and so I I still watch trailers, but I kind of like backed away a little bit. But Drew wants to give his favorites his favorite. Well, are we doing? Uh, are we talking about? The other trailers, or are we going to save them? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> are we going to save that? No, you're right. You're right. So, there, yeah, there is four We don't trailers. have to. We can, we can save it for next week. It's your call. No, no, no. Let's just talk Let's about do it. it. So, there, right. so there's, there's four trailers. Yeah. Um, Let's. That, yeah. That we, well, I was okay. going to say, yeah. So, we got we got four trailers that came out recently, um, and it was coming off a of tenant. We'll say the first one, uh, J.D. Washington's in a Netflix movie coming out here in uh in august beckett so it was kind of like we did a trailer we did the trailer thing back in episode seven and you know one of our fa- all-time favorite movies fat man gave us that blessing so we figured why not do a couple of trailer reviews here before i do my all-time favorite trailers but uh yeah would you would you no you're good bro come on man put your, so- put your put your sorries in a sack <laughs> would you um, would you think of beckett so here, let me uh i'll read the uh i want to watch it 
Yeah, let me read the synopsis of the movie is following a tragic car accident in Greece, Beckett, an American tourist, finds himself at the center of a dangerous political conspiracy and on the run of, of his life. Uh, so again, JD Washington's playing Beckett. Well, I assume I assume Beckett's the main Yeah, that's Beckett's name. I don't know. Um Yeah, no it is. I just looked at him. Oh, okay. So yeah, so he's like so basically he's on he's on vacation with his lady friend in Greece. They're in this like random travel spot. They get in a car accident. He wakes up in a hotel and the authorities are basically telling him that there was no one else in the car with him and that nobody has stayed in the hotel that they were supposedly staying in for like years. What do you got? Um No, I, I it looked it looked thrilling. I'm I'm uh in terms of trailers, I'll give it a five out of five. Oh wow! You went you went five out of five. I gave it a three and a half out of five. I just uh, I like I like I like I like a little music in there, some music to get me going. Um, okay. Which is why the next trailer is going to get a five from me. But yeah, I, it's coming out in August thirteenth on Netflix. Definitely, JD Washington is definitely growing. Uh, one of my favorites. So to be yeah yeah I agree. Um, all right, so then the next one is also not only is it a Netflix, but one of our favorite actors of the podcast, Jason Mimosa, <laughs> has has he's been come to known here on the podcast. I really thought it was Mimosa. I didn't realize it was Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's, wait, it is Momoa, right? It's it's yes, it's Momoa. It's yeah, Momoa. All right, so the movie is Sweet Girl. Um, comes out August twentieth. A devastated husband vows to bring justice to the people responsible for his wife's death while protecting the only family he has left, his daughter. Um, you said this was filmed in Pittsburgh, right? 100%. So Yeah, I see the stadium and the bridge now on the Yeah, uh, it, on it, the it show. was filmed right outside my office. Oh, sweet. I, I, I walked through the set like on my way to work. I was, was going to say, like, how, many, how many people confused you for Mimosa? Because you guys got a similar build. Yeah, a lot. It was it was a hassle, um, and uh, similar hair hair as well. And um, you know, uh, um, so and it's he. Not only was he right outside my office with all the trailers and stuff, they were parked outside my office. Like, but also, um, they like one of the fight scenes is on the train, like the T. They call it here in Pittsburgh, and like. Like that's my commuter. Like, that's your, like that's your that's your like, train. Stop bro. wrecking my train. Yeah. So uh, that was kind of neat. But uh, um, I, honestly, it kind of looked a little forced. Um, I was gonna yeah. give it a three, but just from the Pittsburgh angle, I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, and basically, just to elaborate on the plot, it seems like he, it's him, his wife, and his daughter. His wife suffering from some type of illness that there's a medication available, but and I'm gonna guess it's like a big pharma company or insurance company is basically preventing it from coming out because it's going to hurt their business. Uh, I think it's awesome that, like, this, like, dastardly, like, corrupt businessman is played by the sidekick from National Treasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I think that's great because I love that guy. Doug from The Hangover, which currently I was watching earlier today. Um, and I- I'm assuming the wife passes away, and then uh, Mimosa is basically – there's an insider who tells him that he's got proof that there's corruption – and then that's where you start seeing like people getting killed. He calls he calls into some uh uh into the news show or whatever and he's like, You're responsible for my wife's death. I'm coming for you. And then they yeah. come for him and then it's like all out war between 
Jason Mimosa and like and yeah, big, yeah. Uh, some kind of big pharma company. Yeah, so I really dig it. The best part of the trailer is when about halfway through they start doing like a they start playing a version of Sweet Child of Mine. And yeah, that yeah. just got that got me so pumped. And they did it in such a way that it felt it, it like it flowed with the genre. I was all in. I'm like five. I'm watching it. Like <laughs> I, lo- I, I love when they rock in like cool, like they do cool mixes of song. That's why every DC trailer is amazing because of what they do with the music. Um, yeah, I mean, so I nothing, nothing goes better than, with Pittsburgh than little GNR. So I mean, you know, can't can't pass. You know, can't can't knock that. Yeah. Um, then we have another trailer, Ghostbusters, which is coming out. I think that's coming out in the fall, late fall. Uh, this is, this is, this is a continuation of the original Ghostbusters story and it takes place somewhere in the Midwest. I'm guessing, um, the like kid, that kid from, or uh, is it Mike from stranger things? Who's one of the main characters? Yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's just all over the place now. Paul Rudd's just uh, basically yeah. it's uh, it's Egon's grandchildren. So I'm guessing it's his daughter and his grandchildren uh, are broke. He left. He's obviously passed away and left them left them his house that he owns in this random place. They start to uncover a bunch of the Ghostbuster stuff, and then bam! Obviously in this town that Paul Rudd is this like amazingly successful teacher in. A bunch of a bunch of um, you know shady shady activities going on, yeah. and it's like goes. I think it's the bad, the original bad guy from the first Ghostbusters, who's like the bad guy in this. Um, I don't know. I know you got the I, you got the Slimer. You got it all. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I was I was gonna give it a five because it looked really good, but Paul Rudd is that his <laughs> wife? Whose wife? Is that that woman who's there? Which one? Yeah. Or is that is that Egon's daughter? Like the uh, mom? Yeah, I'm assuming that's his daughter, yeah. Okay, so she in in season two of The Sinner, she played the leader of a absolutely bizarre sex cult. And so she was throwing me off. So I am I'm I'll give it more of like a four or four and a half. Um I'm giving it a four and a half. Uh Love Mike from Stranger Things. Eat. I like. I love that they're. I like. I like. I like when they. If you're gonna do quote. If you're gonna bring back old stuff, I like when they continue the story and they don't do stupid remakes. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. So I like that the secretary of the Ghostbusters, who's played by um, the actress that's Mima on Young Sheldon. Uh, I guess she ended up marrying Egon because she's in it. Um, I don't know if you caught her um, in the beginning of the trailer. She's in it, and at the end. Great Dan Aykroyd tease at the very end, answering a phone call. Yeah, uh, Bill Bill Murray better be in this. I, I'm all in. Um, you know, I, I gave I didn't give it a full five just because I'm hesitant about just recycling an old idea. Yes, but I think it'll I think it'll be good. And I'm yes. I'm not I'm not anti Paul Rudd like you. So, uh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take the the best one. You you can. Or do you have the synopsis of this before we get into it? I've saved it if you haven't. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I'll give it. So this, it, this movie is out now. The name of the movie is Pig. Yes. And it is uh, Nick Cage. He's living out in the woods as some kind of hobo with this pig who finds uh, truffles. And obviously they're worth their weight in gold. And so that's how he's, you know basically living and then out of the blue somebody comes and knocks him unconscious and steals the pig 
so now you know living out in the country crazy wild scruffy dirty wild man nicholas cage needs to go down into the city find out who stole his pig his truffle pig who stole my pig <laughs> and that's the synopsis this has fat man written all over it yeah it does this is going to be an eight star movie this is going to bring nicholas cage back this is going to be nicholas cage's liam neeson's taken i feel it this is the movie that's going to bring him out of bankruptcy and he's going to be a big star again yeah i, I was gonna say it. this is going to get him out of bankruptcy in one movie <laughs> um it's apparently getting great reviews already on I, Rotten I can't Tomatoes. wait yeah uh, so yeah, those are four four good trailers to. Uh, I'm not giving it. I'm not even rating it. I just want to see it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now I jumped the gun. Now do you want to give your favorites? I do. So I'm a big I'm a big trailer guy. I love movies. I love trailers. To Jo's point, I think and I think this has to do with how everything's accessible on the internet, IMDb. It's hard to keep anything a secret. Trailers do give way way too much away now. Um, but I also think that's because a lot of movies today suck. So it's like they put a lot of stuff in the trailers to make you want to go, like the good stuff to make you want to go see it. Whereas like they can't really rely on the stories anymore to bring you in. So I think that's where it is. But yeah, like I do, I, I love getting, like I was, you know, when I used to go to the movies all the time, like I had to be there early. I wasn't missing trailers because when we were younger, remember like before, like Twitter just became a big thing. Over the last what, like four or five years, like to the point where every you like, like you get you ten get every, or twelve years, but well, yeah, I mean to the extent where like every every movie trailer wasn't out on Twitter like the the second it released eight or nine I mean? years ago. Yeah, like it was like you had to go to the movies to see like the trailers drop, and so yeah, maybe I anyway. Uh, so I dig trailers. So I had my some of my favorites, and then with the favorites like became anticipated trailers. So um, in no order, Inception is one of my all-time favorite trailers. Um, Inception is just, a, just a, a really cool movie. Um, I love the song that's in Inception. I don't know if you watched the clip that I sent to J.O., but that, that yeah. song that's like... Anyway, I love that song. It's on my been on my basketball like workout mixes for like 10 years. Um, Leo's so cool. Michael Caine. Um... You got Hardy at the end, Tommy Shelby, I, everything. And then I guess Jordan, or was it Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Is that who was in that? Who yeah. was in the Batman? Remember, he was supposed to be like, he was going to be like this rising star. Good thing we didn't buy stock in him because he completely crapped out after the yep. Dark Knight. Um, but yeah, but it was all like the buildings were turning upside down. It was basically Doctor Strange and a Christopher Nolan movie all in one trailer. So uh, that's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, the first Creed is one of my favorite trailers because like I was really like skeptical of the Creed movie because like I always liked Michael B. Jordan, but it's I think I joked about it before. His movies always kind of sucked. Like I, none of his movies really impressed me. Um, hmm. early, like early on, like I I almost walked out of one that he was in with Zac Efron and Miles Teller, and those are like like Teller was supposed to be a great actor, so I was like, oh god, uh, I don't I don't know how this is gonna work. And then I see the first trailer and like. I'm like, oh, all right, this is cool. Like watching the first minute, like, all right, there. I see what they're doing here. I see how they're playing it out. Um, and then, like, you know, about halfway through, you get the slow down music, and you see Adrian's restaurant in the backdrop of Philly. 
and you go, this is from the tenth round in the in the in the first fight, right? And then you see Rocky, and it's like, oh shit, Rocky's in this because again, like everything wasn't all over the internet like you know six years ago the way it literally is today. And I was like, oh man, Rocky's in this, and then like the beat picks up and the music. I'm like, I'm all in for Creed. I'm going. Uh, so that's on my list. And then Creed Two was just I Creed One was so great. Like the anticipation of Creed Two, the day that trailer came out, I watched it like maybe 57 times. Yeah. Um, I just love the part where it's, uh, it's, there's like no music. It's slow. And then like Rocky go or, um, Rocky basically says this guy, he's dangerous. And then, mm. uh, and then he looks at him and goes, but you don't think I can beat him. And he just gives him the look in the silence. And then it goes into that. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty. Boom. Oh, so good. Yep. Um, independence day. Way up there. Uh, again, this isn't in any order. Uh, Independence Day was one of the coolest movies ever. I still remember when I saw the trailer with uh, Will Smith, the aliens, Jeff Goldblum, uh, the White House blowing up. I was like, I was like, Mom, we're, you're taking me to see this movie. I don't care if it's Fourth of July or what we're doing. We're going to see this movie. Uh, it was way ahead of its time with like explosions, like special effects. I, I, I don't know. Have we talked about? It? I don't think we've ever talked about Independence Day on this podcast, have we? Except the speech. When we did the president, the yeah, it was. We yeah, did the we top talked, presidents. I don't yeah. know if we talked about the movie itself, but the trailer is really good. It's like three minutes long, and then the end is just like when they're they're about to go do the first uh, air attack, and the uh, commander's like, "Anything from you, Mister Hillard?" No, nah, man, I'm just looking forward to getting up there and kick it and whooping ET's ass. I'm like, yes, yeah. uh, such an iconic trailer. Um, the uh, the Hobbit Desolation of Smog. I, you know, we're, we're big Lord of the Ring nerds. Um, me, you, and our buddy, the goaf, we, we went and uh, met up to watch all the hobbits. I was waiting the second that Peter Jackson finished the Lord of the Rings. I was like, I can't wait till this guy does the Hobbit. And I finally get my wish of seeing smog, the dragon just brought to life on the screen. And that was, you know, the desolation of smog when that trailer came out. I, I didn't even bother like doing it. I dropped, dropped everything. I watched it. I'm like, where is this dragon? Where is this dragon? And then the last like 15 seconds of the trailer, was that an earthquake? And then one of the dwarves goes, that, my friend, was a dragon. And then you see the slow turn of the dragon's head, and you just get a quick glimpse of him. Oh, uh, dude. Uh, so fucking good. <laughs> I I was I was so high. I was like, yeah, smog the dragon. Oh, I, I, dude, I wanted to be so bad. Um Infinity War. I didn't send you that clip because you're you haven't watched it yet, and I don't want to ruin anything. But the I'm Infi- getting close. I'm yeah, getting the, close. The Infi- uh, Infinity War is one of my all-time favorite movies uh, for a lot of reasons. When we do our Marvel podcast, we're gonna maybe just do a full two-hour Marvel podcast. Um, it's great. You'll watch it when you get to the movie. It was really good. Um, Batman Begins. I, I remember it was 2009. I think I was. I remember where I was. I was in the fast. Fast and the Furious 4 movie theater watching. It was a preview during that movie. And I, again, like you just didn't find out things the way you find them out now. I had no idea there, no idea they were doing a Batman prequel. Um, no, I, I didn't even know who the hell Christian Bale was. Like I, I hadn't seen American psycho at that point. I don't even know what the fuck the newsies are. I know he was in the newsies. I don't know okay. what that is. Um, do you know what that is? The newsies? Um, no, you don't. So it doesn't matter. Um, 
<laughs> so this trailer starts out this little kid talking about his parents getting killed and i'm like oh this is interesting and then you see this dude like training and then and it's just a teaser so it's only a minute and then he goes there's one thing that or there's like there's one there's one one thing that won't stop a nightmare they won't be able to defeat me and then you see this quick like quick flash of the screen of him in a batman suit as the only and i'm like I remember being in the movie theater going, let's go. I was so pumped. I was like, oh, my God, we're getting a Batman prequel. There hadn't been a Batman movie in probably like 12 years since the Clooney Batman. I was so pumped, man. I'm like, yes, we're getting a Batman prequel. Yes. Um, so it was newsy, like the guy, like the little boy. Who, it like, was some out, music. It was some. Papers? I don't know. Yeah, it was like a musical that he was oh. in or some bullshit. Oh, okay. But everyone was like, "Oh, Christian Bale from the Newsies." I'm like, I don't know what that is. Um, so I, yeah, I didn't know what it was. And I, when I when I saw it come out, I was so excited. Oh, I'm looking at here, yeah, it's a movie all about kids passing out newspapers. I mean, it's that's what it's like. Those kids who yeah, just like well, whatever. Read all about it. Get yeah. your paperhead. Drew's gonna lose the top five <laughs> list. Yeah. Um, so that was so cool. Did you watch this, this this trailer that I sent you? Of course. Yeah. So like that, like that last scene at the end with like just the Batman cowl. I was just like, oh my god, this is so awesome. Um, fun fact. I don't know if we ever talked about it. Did you know Tommy Shelby uh, auditioned for the role of Batman in that movie before they yes. recast him? Yes. We did talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then with that, Cillian, again, Cillian Murphy. Yes. Yes, Cillian Murphy. Um, is that how he pronounces it, Cillian, and not Killian? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Any hoodles. Uh, and then similar to like the Creed, Creed 2, the anticipation. At the end of Batman Begins, I remember when we went in there, I was like, oh man, I, my buddy, I was like, you know, it'd be a perfect ending of this movie if they just like did a, did they just, because I didn't think it would be a trilogy or a sequel because I didn't think it would be as huge Maybe as it, it was. Killian. I, I was like, you know, it'd be cool. They should end this with a scene that like does something with the Joker that leads into like the first Batman with Michael Keaton. Like maybe you get Jack and um and the gangster Napier overlooking the city of Gotham and that's it. Like this was perfect, perfect Batman ending. And they actually end Batman begins with him like with with the joke him him getting handed the Joker card. And I was like, Oh shit, where they're doing a sequel. So like for months and you know, I'm wait I'm like waiting and waiting. I'm like, oh, when wonder when this when the second Batman trailer is gonna drop. And we were in college when it dropped. Um I think it was our seat. It was our, eh, I think it was our senior year. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was my grad year. I remember being in my dorm room in Bowling Hall and the trailer dropped and you didn't see any characters. It was just a voiceover with like the Batman logo with light streaming through it and it eventually deteriorating. And then in the last like 15 seconds, you just hear Heath Ledger as the Joker uh, saying, people will die. I'm a man of my word <laughs> with the laugh. And then the Joker card hits you, dude, like, Maybe the best trailer that has no people or no nothing, just like just an image and a voiceover. Super cool. Um, and then my favorite trailer of all time, and you're gonna have to endure this. It's three minutes and twenty seven seconds, but you're gonna love it. If my phone dies during it, it's gonna be just a loss for everybody. You ready? Sure. Here we go. How do we know Frodo is alive? What 
The Return of the Krang. You okay over there? Oh my god, I'm hard. I'm sweaty. I'm like, I'm excited and I'm sad. I was gonna say, did you, uh, did you uh, climax Dude. at all during that? Or so good. I, I don't care what anyone says. This, I think that's a top ten movie of all time. Um, uh, dude, I mean, everything's so good. The speech, the, the 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 Aragon speech is actually better in the trailer. In the actual movie, he like doesn't deliver it the same way. It's kind of weak. Of the West. Yeah, like it was kind of it was kind of weak. Um, the King of Rodin's speech was uh was was way better. Um, in that movie, dude, the, the, everything was great about it. Like it it, it 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 basically has like every scene of the movie in the trailer. The music's fantastic. Um, Legolas with he is here. The eye of the enemy is moving. Um, how do you know Frodo's still alive? What does your heart tell you? Uh, I don't even know. It, I, you just heard it. It's again. Uh, it's my all-time favorite movie trailer. It, th- these things came out December every year, so you knew you were getting the trailer like right around like September every year. Um, I, I always had it marked. I was like, oh, it's coming. We're gonna see what's gonna happen. And uh, it didn't disappoint. Great trailer. Movie was amazing. We're going to have to do a Lord of the Rings session, too, if we ever finish uh, Peaky Blinders. Agreed. Yeah, good stuff. Um, 
you know, I don't have anything to add. Um, great, great, great picks. Good I think, job. I think I think we just made a baby together with those trailers. Yeah, it was good job. Love it. Good picks. Beautiful. Well, All right. Well, for a uh, for a non-eventful week, you know, we filled up a whole a whole episode, bro. We had fun. I told you. I told you we were gonna we were gonna go for it. You did. You did. Good call. Yeah, good stuff. Um, hope you all enjoyed that. Um, you know, we'll, can't wait to see these movies coming out. Let us know some of your favorite trailers. Um, and we will put the poll out there and see who won this top five uh, athlete commercials. And, Drew, until next time. If you, uh, if you like spoiler alerts, I can tell you who's going to win. I'm, I'm going to win this one. Just, just, just get your okay. get your – Salt water ready and your your lemon okay. water. You you get ready to sing this time. Okay. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud <laughs>